What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the rest of the season. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new articles up there every single day of the week. Let me add something here really quickly. I had an article uh, sharing three thoughts, three main points about offensive coordinator Kellen Moore and the positives that were lost in a tough loss versus the Green Bay Packers. Because you know how it is. Uh, the Cowboys lose a game and then it's a cloudy week for the next five days. But there were a lot of positives to talk about and I really wanted to get that off my chest. And it's a little bit of an in-depth dive into that. In case you want to check it out, uh, make sure you do over at adcsports.com. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we do any of that, answer me a question, though, in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Are you scared or are you not scared of the Minnesota Vikings? Because I will tell you what. I don't know who the Vikings are. It is Thursday. I watched the tape. I looked over the statistics. I'm not sure I know who the Vikings are. And here is why. They're, they're a tough team to figure out. If you look at the stats, let me know. Are you scared or are you not scared of the Minnesota Vikings? The big number, the elephant in the room, evidently, is their win-loss record. The guy... They're they're eight and one, and those wins include the Buffalo Bills. The lone loss is an early season loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, who were undefeated for eight games, and they recently lost that title to the Washington Commanders. But hear me out: the Vikings are nineteenth in the NFL when it comes to overall efficiency (DVOA). They are sixteenth in yards per play. They allow. 5.9 yards per play, which is 28th in the NFL. They're 8th in scoring points. They are 14th in points allowed. They are this random average team in most statistics. Uh, name one stat and chances are they rank around average. There are some in which they rank near the top and we'll get into those. What makes them unique but the Vikings are a tough team to figure out. I don't know if I'm scared of them or not. They're, they're coming off a victory versus the Buffalo Bills on the road while the Cowboys lost to the Green Bay Packers on the road. And the favorite are the Dallas Cowboys in the betting world. That's how weird this matchup is. So let's see. Let's see here how you guys feel about this one. Let's see. Uh, we've got Cowboys have the Vikings number, says Bruce. Even with a win, it could it wouldn't change my opinion too much of the season so far. I like I like Bruce's comment there. Uh, I don't know how much it can change. Hostile Toxic, you know, says I am scared of the Dallas Cowboys. Joey Bella feels the same. He says exactly, and that's that's a very valid point. I think that as a team, I'm not that scared about the Vikings. However. It's not like we have seen a Cowboys team that has us feeling at a 10 out of 10 level of confidence. 
Shout out to Joey Bella. He says, Mauricio, look at my profile picture. Man, let me. <laughs> okay, I see it now. <laughs> Man, these usernames and these profile pics are on fire over at, at YouTube. Shout out to you guys. You always make this show uh, even better. Thanks to what you do in the chat. Uh, Tracy Smith says, the Dallas Cowboys need to stick to the run and do not let Prescott throw the ball 49 times. Something that has been a big talking point over the last few days uh, since he had a very high volume passing game uh, last weekend versus the Green Bay Packers. Right now, we hope they stick to the run, right? Well, some of us want to see a more conservative game plan. Although I got to say, I liked some of the play design stuff that the Cowboys showed in the passing game, even in the interceptions. And I know that that sounds ironic, but hey, I don't know. I, I did like some of that stuff. Even on the first interception, I think that after week one, one of the things that we gelled to the air was scheme CD lamp open. How can Killen Moore not scheme CD lamp open like Sean McVay does with his guys or Cal Tanahan does with his guys? And there are the Cowboys running a concept that does that from the 11 yard line in the high red zone of the Green Bay Packers. And then the execution fails and it turns out it is a pick. Uh, so, you know, some positives, some negatives. Uh, definitely it, it sucks that it didn't pay off for the Cowboys, even though that's more or less schematically what we wanted from Dallas. But hey, uh, anyways, I am a little bit scared of the Vikings, but not that. Uh, I, I wouldn't go with scared. I would say I'm closer to not being scared, but I agree with everybody saying that the Cowboys are the ones that are scary. However, let's get into what is the scary part of this game because there is something to be worried about. And the Cowboys are coming off back-to-back -back games in which the opponent, by the way, an NFC North opponent, has run on them and run confidently at them. Both the Detroit Lions, uh, the Detroit Lions did it, the Chicago Bears did it, the Green Bay Packers did it, and now is the turn of the Minnesota Vikings. And that is the one strength. That is their true one strength on offense. If you look at the numbers, for their unit led by Kevin O'Connell, their head coach, their 19th in overall DBOA when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, 19th in the passing game, even though they have Kirk Cousins, even though they have Justin Jefferson, but they're top 10 when it comes to pounding the rock. And a big part of that is Dalvin Cook. Now, listen, Dalvin Cook will break tackles. That's what he does. He is among the league leaders in attempts for broken tackles. Uh, he's number nine in the NFL in yards after contact. And what the Cowboys need to be very wary about is the fact that it's not that the Vikings are an outside zone team or that they are an inside zone team. Sure, Kevin O'Connell comes from, from that outside zone coaching family. You know that he will challenge the edges, which is where the Cowboys have struggled specifically but also the Vikings will throw all sorts of change-ups at you on offense. So this will be a game about what the Cowboys have preached all week long, being disciplined, doing your job. Micah Parsons has talked about it, uh, holding your gap, gap integrity. If I've got the B gap, then that's my responsibility. I'm not trying to make an extra play. And that is important. Uh, I thought that it was 
cool to hear Micah Parsons talking about it because I, I've talked about this story before. Last year in, the, in that preseason game, I think it was a Hall of Fame game actually versus the Pittsburgh Steelers when Micah was a rookie. And they had this sort of mic'd up moment in which Van Der Esch is telling Micah, hey, don't try to make every play. And people took it the wrong way when that clip was released. At least some people did. And they were like, hey, come on. That's the mentality that Micah needs to have. But what Van Der Esch was trying to communicate in that moment was, you know, stay sound. Let's play sound defense. Let's take care of our job individually. And let's not allow big plays. That was clearly the issue versus the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure that you've seen the clips that have gone viral by now. Uh, Brian Baldinger had a clip on this. Uh, the Cowboys have not shown gap integrity over the last couple of weeks. Not a lot of it, at least. And you have some broken plays in which the Cowboys are leaving two, three gaps pretty much unattended, inviting the running backs to run exactly through them, not even not even on the edges, right? Uh, so that's something that the Cowboys need to take care of for this game. It won't be easy. And the Cowboys know that it won't be easy. Mike McCarthy talked about it this week. He said that they know that the Vikings will be running outside zone as soon as they get off the bus. The problem is the Vikings also run a lot of play action and the Cowboys cannot be caught, you know, off guard against those change-ups. There is no team in the NFL that has more play-action attempts than the Vikings, I believe. And when it comes to percentages, uh, they're the fifth. They have the 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 fifth most play-action, I think, in the NFL. Talk is cheap in Dallas. This hostile toxic. Yep. The Vikings are pretty damn nice, though. Let's be real, says David. And yeah, they are. And here is why. And I wanted to get into this, David. That is the perfect transition. Thank you for that. Although they might not be as scary as their record indicates, and although you can flip to those stats and don't find a lot of, you know, stats in which the Vikings are top five in the league, there are some. And I will give you some examples. As I said, they're one of the most dangerous rushing attacks in the NFL because all of the change-ups that they will throw your way. Dalvin Cook can break tackles. They will run a lot of play action, and you know that that is always dangerous, especially when you play an aggressive style of football like the Cowboys do. But also, they do get to the red zone pretty much every time. Uh, they are the second team in the NFL with, with most red zone trips per game. Uh, they're decent when it comes to red zone offense. They score in 60% of their red zone trips. That is 10th best in the NFL. They put themselves in the right opportunities consistently. They have been lucky. They're the second team with the biggest turnover differential margin. Uh, that has helped them a lot. For example, versus the Buffalo Bills, the Bills turned the ball over four times on that one. And that includes at the what should have been the end of the game when Josh Allen tried to run a quarterback sneak, fumbled the ball, and then the Vikings scored on that same play and put themselves in a position to take it into overtime. That's how lucky they have been at times. And they've been up and down. At one point in that game, the, the Vikings trailed by 14, and yet they beat the Buffalo Bills. That's the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills, by the way. Uh, it's a crazy team, and one of the reasons why I think 
they have been able to be as crazy was described by Mike McCarthy this very Thursday when he talked about the big five. You know, like in the NBA, teams have their big three. Sometimes in the NFL, that also happens. The Vikings have a big five, though. Let's hear what Mike McCarthy had to say on this very topic. Yeah, I mean, it's this team, this this offense is extremely balanced. You know, Thielen's obviously been there forever. I've just such high respect for him because um, you talk about doing all the little things, you know. And, and Jefferson is, you know, premier as far as the top receivers in the game. So, and TJ's obviously a really good addition for him too. So, I mean, I, you know, when I, when I look at offensive personnel, I always look at the perimeter players and how many do they have that, you're, that really make you nervous or you got to focus on. And, you know, most teams have three or four, some have five, you know, so, and if you look at them, I mean, they, 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 they got the runner, they got the tight end, they got two receivers, and they got the quarterback. So, I mean, it's a, this is a, a full focus week on, on, on how – I really like that quote by Mike McCarthy, you know, talking about, you know, how many players concern you in the perimeter. Now, McCarthy says, Thielen, Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, who will be playing the Cowboys for the second time this season after he was traded away from the Detroit Lions, had 48 receiving yards versus the Cowboys when the Lions played Dallas at AT&T Stadium. And of course, then there's Dalvin Cook and there, there's Kirk Cousins. The thing about Kirk Cousins is he's probably better than what the national media gives him credit for. Sometimes he's one of those quarterbacks that is in the middle of all of the memes that you can think of. But he, he is a, you know, decent quarterback in the NFL. He will never crack into that uh, top five conversation or anything like that. But he gets the job done. He is the ultimate you know, system guy, he will throw the check down when it is time to throw the check down. And maybe he will not do more than that. But it is a guy that you need to be wary of. And I agree with that. Uh, as Mike McCarthy says, it, and I think that's what makes the Vikings sort of special. I think that they've got some dudes. They've got Justin Jefferson, who is one of the best receivers in the league. They have Adam Thielen, who might be among the very best number two wide receivers in the NFL. And then they added a tight end, TJ Hawkinson. We know that the Vikings already had tight ends and that they were essentially replacing their guys from injury. But also Hawkinson is definitely an upgrade over pretty much whatever you have going on at tight end. TJ Hawkinson is among the league's best. Uh, he might not be in that Kelsey conversation in that, Waller conversation, Kittle, but he is a very good tight end in the NFL. And then you add Dalvin Cook. It's a dangerous team. They do allow a lot of QB pressures, especially on the right side. The, the right guard specifically is a weak point that the Cowboys could exploit in the pass rush. And Christian Darisa uh, was dealing with a concussion this week. He did not practice on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. I was really, you know imagining a scenario in which Dariza was not able to go on Sunday and that would spell big trouble for the Vikings because I think you don't want to face Parsons and Lawrence. Lawrence, who, by the way, has not practiced this week yet and probably will not practice in Dallas, doesn't officially practice on Friday and then they quote-unquote practice on Saturday. None of us know what that looks like. Probably not a real practice, uh, more like a walkthrough, I would guess, 
But <laughs> I would just say, if Dorisa is not ready to go, that is that is some trouble for, for the Minnesota Vikings. Looks like he will be ready to go, though. Looks like he will. Uh, big game for the Dallas Cowboys, for sure. Uh, beating an 8-1 and one squad would be huge for Dallas. I think it's, it's pretty much a question of, do you have the guys? Can Trevon Diggs survive the Justin Jefferson test? More than survive it, I would ask, is he going to shadow Justin Jefferson? Not something that the Cowboys have done historically with Trevon Diggs, but I wonder if this is the game in which you want to do that because the Vikings will be trying to get Justin Jefferson in as many looks possible versus Darren Bland on the inside. Or if Anthony Brown, for some reason, is not ready to go, they will try to get him lined up against Anthony Brown, uh, who hopefully is back for Sunday. Brown is probably the most important name in that injury report right now, even though he doesn't get that respect a lot of the times. But hey, I think that the Cowboys Nation found out the, the tough way, how important an average player can be on your lineup, even if he's not among those top-tier players in the game. Now, can Jaron Kier stop TJ Hawkinson? Can the linebackers not miss the tackles versus Dalvin Cook? For all that we talk about the game plan and the, and the X's and O's, and I love talking about that stuff, this one to me feels like a question of can the Cowboys, do the Cowboys have the horses to stop the Vikings on offense? Uh, I think that they do. I think that they can win that battle up front in the trenches, even though the Vikings have a decent offensive line. It's probably not as good as the Green Bay Packers, for example. Um, I think they have an edge there. And then on, on, on defense, of course, talking about the defensive side of the ball here, uh, they need to set the edges. Uh, Michael Parsons talked about it once more this week, which kind of gives us an idea that he might be focusing on that defensive end position instead of linebacker, which was his primary spot on Sunday versus the Green Bay Packers. You probably want Micah up front where you can get him more involved. Uh, we were talking about this possibility last week. I think it's a conversation once more. Even if Micah is not the best edge setter, because I don't think that it, if you're pointing out Micah's, Micah Parsons' biggest strengths, setting the edge will not be a top three thought for you. Uh, I mean, might as well have Micah in there. Might as well play him where he can rush the quarterback. Otherwise, you're playing him at linebacker, and it's not making you run defense any better, apparently. Uh, I would much rather have a lineup made up of Banderesh. Then you can get Anthony Barr in there, potentially Damon Clark. And I do believe that maybe Damon Clark is not as ready as Cowboys Nation wants him to be just based on the fact that he is a fifth-round rookie. And, yep, he's a fifth-round rookie because of the injury, but he was not around for training camp. He was not around for the preseason. And all of that matters, I think. So that's why maybe the Cowboys were a little bit hesitant to throw him into the Packers game as much as they did versus the Chicago Bears. Overall, I just think that we see a move from Micah to the defensive line where he can do some damage in the pass rush, even if he is not the best edge setter in the NFL or in the, in the Cowboys even. Let's see.
Shout out to Six to Midnight. Shout out to Jack over at YouTube as well. Larry, thank you for being here. Uh, Nick says, is it too early to say that Daniel Jones is better than Dak Prescott? I personally would not make that statement. Uh, I would not say that Daniel Jones is better than Dak. I'm still very high on Dak Prescott. Um, I understand the complaints and everything and the and the frustration out of the situation that occurred last weekend, but I'm still very high on Dak Prescott. Honestly, I think that he's still a guy that can read the heck out of a defense, pre-snap specifically. Um, I think that we've seen some improvement in his post-snap reads as well, which was an area of concern in 2021. I think that he's accurate. I think that he's more accurate than people give him credit for. Uh, Michael McCarthy was talking about these this weekend. Uh, I see a lot of I see a lot of comments on social media, especially when the games are ongoing, that complain about Dak Prescott putting the, those footballs low and near the ground. And Mike McCarthy was talking about that being how they're teaching him to throw the football to keep his players safe. And that is nothing new in the NFL. That's why you see Tom Brady make those throws and why we saw Peyton Manning for years make the same throws. I think that I think that Dak is really far from being a top concern for the Cowboys. And I think that Dak is 100% better than Daniel Jones. I believe that Parsons is going to have a sack, says Rudy Garza over at Facebook. Maybe two versus the Vikings. Hey, hopefully he is due. Shout out to Larry over at Facebook. How did we manage, says Hostile Tom how did we manage to have two linebackers that have neck issues? Hey, that's love it or hate it. That's what the Cowboys do, right? I know I know. mostly we don't like it, but I will tell you what. One of them, injuries or not, has been a very serviceable starter in 2022 and for multiple years now. This is his fifth year in the NFL. And then the other one, at least showed up in, in in the one game. We we need to figure out who Damon Clark is. I'm not ready to make any statement on Clark at yet. But hey, Banderish, he he didn't turn out to be the guy that we thought he could be in 2018, but he has been essentially a starter for your defense for five years, even though you know the injuries are what really have put a stain on Banderish's career, I guess. But at least uh, stayed healthy in 2021, so far has stayed healthy in 2022. I hate that we are uh, maybe jinxing him. I hope not. Uh, that would suck even more. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on a little bit here and let's get into the betting the Cowboys segment. What is the one bet to make between the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings? It's a tough one. The Cowboys are one point and a half favorites over the Vikings. The total is at 47 and a half. I think that would be my question. Are you expecting a high scoring game or a low scoring game between the Cowboys and the Vikings? The Vikings allow a lot of QB pressures. Once more, they do have some dudes on that offense, skilled position players. Uh, scored 33 versus the Buffalo Bills. Their offense is explosive sometimes, even if not the most consistent. Who, uh, 
who are you taking on this game? Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Uh, do you expect a high scoring game? Vikings 24, Cowboys 21 says 6 to midnight. Hostile Toxic Tom says take the Vikings and the points 100%. And Bruce says there's one sure thing there will be rushing. And that's a good point, man, because even though these teams kind of scream low, uh, high scoring, they kind of, you know, they, they might take some time off the clock. Vikings until someone stops them, says Jeff. All right, give me your scoreboards. Let's get it. Drop your scoreboard in the comments, whether you are watching on Facebook or YouTube. And while you do that, and before I give you my one bet to make and my pick for this game, uh, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2022 Mazda MX-5 Miata Sport. This one is a special one. It starts at $29,560. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, but also it's got a convertible roof and it's got manual transmission. It's got a keyless entry. You push to start, blind spot monitoring, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you check it out over at freemanmazda.net. Check out the pictures of the vehicle outside and inside. It is a beauty of a vehicle. And as always, remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer, a family-owned business for over 65 years. You get an A-plus customer service. So make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net. Man, I love it. I love it. There's, I think this is the first week. I think this is the first week that I've seen as many Vikings predictions or rival predictions. Usually, usually the the chat is very pro Cowboys, but I see some Vikings predictions around here. We've got Hostile going with twenty eight twenty Vikings. Jeff goes with the Vikings thirty one to twenty four. Joey Vela says, you know what? Nah, 24-7. Six to midnight, not only predicts a loss on Sunday, he predicts a loss after that on Thanksgiving. Jack says, if I was betting, I would take the Vikings, but I am a Cowboys fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just saw Jack's picture, man. I just saw <laughs> Jack's pick. <laughs> 3828 Dallas is Jack. Mo, can the Mazda MX-5 stop the run? Hostile Tom, the Mazda MX-5 can do anything that you ask it to do. It can rush the passer. It can establish the run, even though that is not really a thing. It can, you know, get explosives, six yards per carry, all of that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is my one bet to make. And I struggled with this one. We are 8-1 and one in Cowboys bets this season. And I had to sit down and I had to go through a similar process that I went through when picking the Cowboys-Rams game. I think that has also been one of the most difficult games to predict this season. I looked at the numbers and I was very cold with it. And I looked at the Cowboys game. Let me show you something. I spent, 
more time than I'm proud to admit, drawing every third down play of the Dallas Cowboys, going to the board, really watching the tape uh, to, to get an idea as to what the Cowboys were doing on third down, because that was my biggest area of concern. I think that the Cowboys... I think that we might be overreacting a little bit to the loss <laughs> to the Green Bay Packers. And I understand why, but but my one bet to make has to be Cowboys minus one and a half. Statistically, even including the loss to the to the Green Bay Packers, even including the tough game versus the Detroit Lions, the Cowboys have been a better team in DBOA over the last few weeks. Than the Minnesota Vikings, that they have better numbers. I think they have the better defense. I think that they can win the battle in the trenches. I am concerned about specific things. Uh, I am concerned about the prospect of Anthony Brown potentially not playing, even though uh, I'm optimistic that he will end up playing. I'm uh, uh, concerned about Dalvin Cook for obvious reasons. But I think that the Cowboys... Maybe, maybe not make a statement because I don't think that we should overreact to beating the Vikings. I'm sure some people will, though. Uh, but I'm taking the Cowboys. I just think that overall, they're the better team in this one. I think they've got the better quarterback, too. So giving the Cowboys minus one and a half. And as always, one more prediction. I've got the Cowboys winning 30 to 23. So I expect a high-scoring game, two passing touchdowns for Dak Prescott, I do think Justin Jefferson will deal some damage. Ha, uh, write me down for 97 yards for Justin Jefferson, 30 to 23. The keys to the game, man, sounds fundamental, but it is true. Don't allow the explosive runs. And maybe, you know what, allow some of them. But I think that uh, although the running, uh, the running game has been the conversation all week long, the Cowboys more or less gave the game away in those big passes from Aaron Rodgers, targeting Christian Watson and all of that. Uh, can Kirk Cousins do the same with his receivers against Anthony Brown, hopefully, and Trevon Diggs? I don't know. I don't know if they will. Uh, give it the Cowboys to win this game. As always, you guys know that I do try to remain objective here. Uh, I have not picked a lot of games against the Cowboys this season. Uh, I picked against the Cowboys in week one. I picked against them uh, for the Bengals game as well. Dallas has been good, though, this season. That's the reason why they're 6-3, and three, even without, with, without Dak Prescott for many of those games. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys. Nick says, I'm missing something. Do you guys think that Dak is good? I think that he sucks, says Nick. I think that he's very good. Hostile says, Mo, that's a better playbook than Kellen Moore. His playbook is a Paw Patrol coloring book. Oh, no. Uh, sorry if I didn't like uh, explain myself. This is, this is Kellen Moore's third down offense for the Packers game, what I have here in my, in my notepad. These are Kellen Moore's play. Hostile, come on, man. Okay. A little bit of a parenthesis here to the football talk. Toxic says that Shohei Otani was robbed of the American League MVP. I won't spend a lot of time in this. I will just say Shohei Otani has a pitching war 
and a batting war. Wins above replacement. Put together, he doesn't get to the same number than Aaron Judge just batting. Aaron Judge deserved to be the MVP. There is not one single question about it. And I think that it, uh, when I don't know if the voting is already out, like the exact number of votes, because I'm not going to lie, I fell asleep earlier today. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be close in, in the voting. Hostel says, I know what I said. Nah, come on, man. <laughs> Was not even close. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Just a quick recap. Stay disciplined. Don't allow those big plays. Uh, I don't think that it will look as rough as it did versus the Green Bay Packers, specifically on the run fits. I don't know what happened on that game, but it, at times they were just vacating two to three gaps up front. I don't think that happens again. I think that this Cowboys defense uh, bounces back. Would you believe me if I tell you that they're still 11th in rushing defense per football outsiders DVOA? And although maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense when you consider that they allow a lot of yards per carry and they allow explosive plays, maybe it has to do with that, with explosive plays. Maybe if you look at success rate, you will find the Cowboys are better off than many of us would expect. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Uh, I think that the Cowboys do a good job and they get the win on Sunday. Hopefully, when we find each other once more at 8 p.m. Central on Sunday, we are ready to discuss a win for the Cowboys. Big week ahead. Five days, two Cowboys games. Uh, Thanksgiving, Cowboys, Giants. It will be fun. Uh, tough test for Dallas. Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. Isn't that poetic? I know that I said that I'm uh, I, that I am ending the show, but here's one more thought for you. Isn't it poetic that you've got all of the conversation over the last couple of weeks has been, can you stop the run defense? Can you figure it out? And then you get Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley in back-to-back -back weeks, and then Jonathan Taylor after that. Sure, the Colts kind of suck right now, but... That is a killer's row of running backs that the Cowboys are about to face. I'm ready for it. Let's see, let's see what happens, right? If we lose, we riot, says Hostile Toxic Tom. Hey, that's okay. Jack says, thanks, Mo. Flames, uh, <laughs> Joey Bella says, Flames for Mauricio. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, uh, Jack. And thank you, everyone. Gregory says, did you talk about us exploiting the absence of Kristen Darisaw? I did, however, uh, he was limited on Thursday. So I'm not exactly sure that he is out of this one. Uh, just a quick comment, though. He did not practice on Wednesday. So there is that. Man, Chris and saw not being around for the Vikings would be huge for Dallas defense up front. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you tomorrow uh, on Sunday night. Excuse me. Make sure that you check out. Skywalker still tomorrow morning. And of course, Jesse Holly and Sky on game day. Make sure you check that out. Uh, enjoy your Thursday night. Hit the thumbs up and I will see you el domingo. Nos vemos. Adios.